Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Today we are discussing Rita Lakin's Gladdy Gold Cozy Mysteries. Mm-hmm. They're extremely cozy, and we're so excited to discuss them. Yeah. But before we get into that, we're going to start with our usual spiel, <laughs> which is what's making us feel cozy this week. I really like that crackling. Yeah. Is yeah, it comforting to you? It is. I don't, I know we've had it for a long time now, but it feels particularly cozy today. Yeah, I, I often wonder if someone were just starting now listening, if they would really be confused about what that is. If, if you don't know it's coming, mm-hmm. would you wonder if the recording started to have an error message or like there's like some issue with the like quality? Or fire in the house? Or, or yeah, or we just caught on fire. fire, yeah. We burned to death while recording the episode, but somehow our charred corpses still managed to <laughs> post the, the result. No, I think it sounds like a fire. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I hope it registers. I yeah, hope it reads. I think so. Jillian, what's making you feel cozy this week? My mom was in town this past week, but I guess I'll be in the, this is future time. So <laughs> weeks ago, weeks ago. And so in this one hotel we stayed in, we had a kitchen. So my mom made a dinner and we we're watching Lifetime movies. And I forgot how cozy Lifetime movies can be because they're so predictable and there's something very cozy about predictability. And we watched... Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> yeah, gotta, yeah, don't surprise me. Don't, no creativity. <laughs> I just want to... I hate creativity. Yeah. I want, the, I want it exactly how it's always been and always will yeah. be. Uh, so we watched Sinister Minister, which was oh my so God. fun. <laughs> that sounds like a, a punk band. Like a like a cheeky punk band. Yeah, a middle schooler really getting yeah dark. Sinister With the sinister ministers. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so, what's sinister uh, minister about? Well, it's actually kind of sad. It's based on real life murders, which we found out because it was so. I suspect the sinister the minister. Loop. It was just so crazy. You couldn't even fathom that this could be something that was real but actually it is a true story i think obviously they tweaked it a bit mm-hmm. and made it even more outrageous but um pretty outrageous stuff in true life as well but we just watched a lifetime movie after a lifetime movie and yeah. my mom was like i've just had enough but <laughs> it was you binged on, on lifetime it was super movies. cozy because we had the fire going and it was just really nice to watch fun predictable but did, yet you, very did entertaining you squeeze in any movies. hallmark movies um, no, we're just hitting the, the lifetime channel. Mainline Milking lifetime. it for all it's yeah. worth. Yeah, and we had wine. It's just fun to just turn off your brain and enjoy something so ridiculous. Absolutely. Besides the fact that it was based on someone's uh, true tragedies. But, you know, Sister Minister, if you're interested into it, um, it's very, very funny. <laughs> I don't know, was that their funny. intention? Obviously, no. <laughs> I, think, I think they're truly trying to horrify yeah, the viewers. But I was. But you were delighted. I, I was delighted. <laughs> you you do often have the opposite reaction of what people would expect. So there you go. Very cozy. Watching lifetime movies. That does with sound your mom. very very cozy. Yeah, nothing yeah. much cozier than that. And there was a fire crackling. And yeah, we had a nice little dinner. Glasses of wine. Pinot. Full bellies. Yes. <laughs> full tummies is a is going to be a new thing on this podcast. I'm trying to make happen. Yeah. You need to know that all, at all times we are fed. And fed well. Yeah. Well, at one time we had Thai food and we were almost passed out. Oh, yeah. No, like there was, I think, 20 minutes of just silence as we <laughs> fall asleep on the air. Yeah. Awesome. That, that's very cozy. Yeah. What's making me feel cozy this week is a little bit new agey. It's out of the box. I spent this past weekend just, you know, bumming around L.A. as as we do. And I visited a crystal shop called Spellbound Sky. Essentially, it's a shop that sells crystals, right? 
all different types of gems and rocks that are vibrating with energy for that will, you know, basically solve all of our problems. They also have ritual candles there. The cutest thing to me was that the store has these troll dolls that they've put they've oh. glued crystals and instead of hair it's like these crystals it's, it's very cool it's very cute i'll have to post a picture on instagram yeah no they're 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 adorable at first whenever i'm in a, in a crystal store i have to be honest i'm like okay so basically if i just go to a science store like a science center gift shop i will just find the exact same rocks for like mm. because they'll be considered rocks <laughs> i never thought about <laughs> it like that for before free, basically but like since these are crystals now i'm paying like ten dollars more mm-hmm. But it truly is um, it, the whole process of watching people shop for crystals. They have these trays that they're delicately picking them up and putting them on. And then they take them out of, up to the register. And the, the, the people there who work there are, truly are very passionate about, about you know, uh, crystals and uh, signs, astrology. Yeah. And so I overheard so many fascinating conversations that were just extremely L.A.-like wow, this gem is going to charge so well under the Scorpio moon. <laughs> it's going to do so much for you to cleanse all of the so negative energy So they're like batteries. You can just charge yeah. them up. I'm surprised. Like like, do you cars. have any crystals that you charge? And no, I mean, I'm moons? super into astrology. I think everyone who's been listening knows that. I'm Well, yesterday, speaking of Scorpio, I had a little, little tail. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we went out, my girlfriend's friends, and they have an 18-month-old baby, mm-hmm. and I was I heard talk about its sign. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's a triple Scorpio. And I audibly gasped with that tail. I just couldn't help, <laughs> help it. And, like, and they were like, oh, no, what does that mean? Is something wrong? But it's just, well, triple anything is very, pretty rare. But a Scorpio triple, I couldn't help myself. I felt really bad. I mean, that's a lot of intense energy. So if you're going to charge your crystals under anything, it should be a Scorpio moon. Yeah, which apparently charge. is today, as we're recording, is a full moon, full Scorpio Our moon. Our mics are charged up. They are, they are charged up. <laughs> Well, and I bought a candle from Spellbound Sky, and I was informed that not only does it smell, have, have a scent, it smells, it's as a scent, okay? It, mm-hmm. it smells actually very nice, and we'll get to that, not to spoil the review, but it also serves as a ritual candle, and so mm-hmm. this is the perfect time to burn it and set our intention. Oh, So yes, I think we intentions. should also, during our candle review, set some intentions with this candle, which has been charged. All of the candles are dressed underneath full moons. Oh, so interesting. At this place. And so they do all have moon energy stored inside of them, which we are releasing when we burn it. That's super cool. And yeah. it's a, it's a beautiful, we'll talk about it later, but it's a beautiful candle. It's very simple. And you know, elegant. I, I, again, it's not really my thing, but I think crystals are just, whatever you believe about any kind of energy thing, they're pretty yeah. and they look cool on shelves. I think it's just sort of relaxing and meditative to think about like what's going on in your life, to reflect and to sort of like even just have rituals of like, I'm going to take my crystals up to my rooftop or put them out on the windowsill so that they charge from the moon energy. I think those things just sort of provide some structure and relaxation for people. And actually watching like, and there was a range of ages in the store, like little girls and older gay men. And I don't think there was a straight person in the place. Charge rocks, bring people together. (laughs) All all us gay guys and women were in there (laughs) charging our rocks. It's a beautiful image to imagine. Yeah. These gems or crystals just bathing in the moonlight it's, it's, right. it's very beautiful to think about yeah and so and listeners you know how much i love witchy stuff so this was right up my alley and it was really it's a cozy location 
but I'm not going to use it as my cozy location. It was just a cozy vibe. And how long has this shop been in operation for? Do you know? I'm not sure. I know it's been at least around for a couple of years because I've, I've visited before. Um, and it's hard to uh, compete with all the other stores in LA because they're just full of oh, those yeah. types of stores. We're lousy with crystal stores here. This seems very a very special store. It is very put special. Put a lot of care into their Yeah, products. and they were just... The, the, the guys who run it and all the people working there were very attentive mm-hmm. and very helpful. I don't know. Like it, it, it felt like very um, familial in there, and, and it gets comfortable. It's a, it's well, a really you cozy told place. me. I think gonna. You should. You should just check it out. Fun. It's just. It's a cool place to check out. Even if you don't buy anything, it's like just fun to see all the pretty crystals. Good hot tip. All right, which leads us to our cozy locations this week. I'm realizing now that I switched the sounds for the segments, but you know what? We're we're trying to keep you on your toes, listeners. Yeah, I, well, apparently sometimes I'm not on my toes. Sometime, I just sometimes went it's going it. to be a cat purse. Sometimes it'll be a fireplace crackle. You never know what to expect on all things cozy. Yep. You'll never know what I'll forget to do on all things cozy. <laughs> or I'll forget to notice. You would think after a year of doing this, this is our 24th episode, which I don't think is fully a calendar year since we've started recording, but it's definitely like. If you do two a month, yeah. this is. Well, I want to have a cozy dinner with you to celebrate. I know. I very nice. we, should, we should have the dinner on the mic. Everyone can hear our chewing. That'll be cozy for everybody. Yeah. While we're bathing in moonlight, that's with our right. Charging <laughs> rocks, whatever. <laughs> very romantic too. Yeah, we should do something special. I, mm-hmm. One thing I do want to definitely do before we go on any further with this podcast is finally put in all of all, all the choices we have for our locations and our things that are making us feel cozy, and uh, even our resentments, which we don't do anymore, just oh. so that we don't repeat ourselves because. Every time that we start to think about a cozy celebrity, I'm like, I don't remember. I know. I well, also our guests, I was going to do one cozy celebrity today and I remembered one of our guests had yeah. chosen her. So, okay. I really need to get on that organ. There really are a limited amount of celebrities who are cozy, period. Well, eventually you're just going to run out. Yeah. It's going to happen. So it might have to go to f- cozy fictional characters could be a possibility. Yeah. Might be interesting. We're going ha- to have to generalize yeah. and, and do some different stuff because... Man, celebrities just are not cozy anymore. Nope. They are stressful. <laughs> My cozy location this week is Chevalier Bookstore in Los Angeles in an area called Larchmont. And it's an independent bookstore, which I visited recently for Independent Bookstore Day. Some of you may have seen the Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Of course, bookstores are cozy. I don't need to convince anyone listening to this podcast that a bookstore is cozy. Yeah. But what was especially cozy about Chevalier on Independent Bookstore Day was that they had authors and booksellers in the bookstore who were there to help you find a book. Oh, that's so nice. That's yeah. a creative idea. And to talk to you. And it was so calm and friendly. Yeah. And it was just the nicest experience ever. I started my day with this. And to start your day with a professional bookseller trying to find a book for you that fits your interests... And she did, and she was wonderful. To do that and then also talk to a New York Times bestselling author just about life, because we just struck up conversation with people yeah. who I think they're authors that probably live in the community, but are also you know professional writers, which we're very lucky that we have a lot of them in town in Los Angeles. T- to have all of that happening all at once is like, and have it feel like you're just in your community bookstore. It, yeah. was, it was a really- It's a treat. It was a treat. It was an awesome opportunity. We really need to support our independent bookstores to that provide opportunities like that and bring authors and readers together. Yeah. In ways that Barnes and Noble just doesn't. Well, it's nice that they took time out of their day. I know it's part, yeah. probably, you know, in part plugging their work, I'm sure, but at, still to, to interact with 
potential customers mm-hmm. or just help people find a great book. It's just a nice thing to do. Maybe Absolutely. Do more often, like maybe once a month. And and I learned more about the bookstore itself. They have book clubs for kids and adults. And I'm like, hmm, I've been wanting to get involved with the book club. And I was thinking that might be a, a fun way to to get involved. And if you're part of the book club, you get discounts on the books. And it's How's just, the space? The space is co- actually cozy. It is like not very large. It is just large enough to house a decent amount of books yeah. and have some readings there and clubs. And it really feels like a community space. And I think that's what independent bookstores do very well, is that they really cater to their community. And Chevalier is no different. Yeah, if you're ever in L.A., it's the oldest independent bookstore in the city. And it's really worth a visit. It's very cute. You know, make sure that you visit yours and support them and become involved with your your bookstore community because there are great people there. Yeah, I feel like we have a nice connection with independent bookstores. I was thinking yesterday, because it was, you know, independent bookstore day, how we would sometimes go to um, the Ivy bookstore. Do you remember that in Baltimore? Yes. We saw a few readings there. That's right. Yeah. Very cute place. Very, very, very cute place. And good place. coffee. Yeah. It, it may, so it's nice. It could also make memories there because whenever I think about the Ivy bookstore, I think about mm-hmm. you and it's such a nice, nice thing to do with friends to go to readings and just be in a cozy space. That's right. Um, so my cozy location is the Hyatt Highlands. We're in the cozy location. Yes. Okay, we did a face. I know. We're all messed up because I did the wrong sound. I'm so sorry. Okay, so the Hyatt Highlands um, in Carmel, and my mom was in, like I said, my mom was in town, and she's a travel agent, so she gets free nights at places. And one of the free nights she got was at the Hyatt Highlands, and they have these timeshare. um, So it's almost like a little lodge. It doesn't feel like you're in a hotel. And the... I tried to describe the uh, decor to Matt, but I said it's like if Frasier went to a, a ski lodge or something like that. Just the the Wait, like it sounds 90s. like hilarity would ensue. <laughs> well, some hilarity did ensue, but um, <laughs> it's it's really cozy decor and had two floors and it also was very dark, which I liked. <laughs> Even if it was sunny, it had a lot of darkness, which doesn't sound cozy, but you could some dark corners for you to hide oh, in. Like, oh yeah, it was like very lair like skulking around. Well, yeah, my mom even says it was our perfect lair, and it really was our perfect lair. And so we. Jillian's a vampire. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever revealed that. We got to scuttle off with, you know, with our, with our wine, t- turn on the fireplace. We had the beautiful ocean to look out to. That's wonderful. And so it, was, it really was the perfect, uh, cozy place. Just imagining the, the beautiful, like, Northern California, the ocean and all the the fog rolling in, having some wine, the fire. I think I've repeated those four words a billion times, but <laughs> I, really, all the I really enjoyed it. Let's just say that. Um, so it felt, felt very tucked away. Hate, oh, and that's where you watch. That's where you watch the Lifetime movies too. Yes, to complete the picture. Yes, I I don't like hotels where you feel like you're out in the open and people are are just attending to you or you have to see your, you know, your neighbors all the time or all that stuff. I like to go there to get away. And right. So that's what I loved about this place. It was all these different lodges. Tucked away is very private. No one bothered, you know, you. It was very high up, too. You have to go up this windy road to get there. Um, very private. That's what I like my hotels to be, nice and private. Not that I'm doing anything untoward or anything crazy. I just like to be... Away from you just want to charge all. your crystals in peace. Yes, just want to charge my rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, just being on the ocean alone is very cozy. Oh, yeah. It was a perfect view in the restaurant. It was a, it's not the nicest um, day, which I actually enjoy. It's very cloudy. So just imagining this uh, big open space restaurants, all these beautiful high windows and looking out to the ocean was lovely. Yeah. I think cloudy beaches are cozier than sunny beaches. Oh, 100%. That's the time you're indoors, but you enjoy the the sight of like a ro- roiling ocean mm-hmm. out there and you can just sort of like watch the waves from the like the safety and security of your cottage or wherever you're hopefully a you're, nice you're staying a nice balcony. Yes. And you know, I think that's sort of like I get to see nature and the outdoors while still being ensconced and feeling safe which as we know from the little book of Huga, is like safety is a huge part of feeling cozy and so when you add an element of danger like that it's like oh the ocean's not you know looking a little bit sinister a little rough that actually i think it actually contributes to an overall more relaxing vibe oh yeah when robert and i one of our past cozy correspondents um when he when I went away with him to the Oregon coast it was a terrible terrible storm and i think they're even thinking about uh you know this the shutting down some flights it was a really really bad storm and we're sitting at this restaurant this wonderful hotel and these waves were just crashing up into the the restaurant they were that high mm. where it's hitting the windows and it exciting. was exciting it, it was exciting a little bit frightening but it was so nice to be eating a wonderful meal having some wine we're outside it was just right no that is really perfection yes, for it, was, me too. it was perfection yeah. so Give me a good storm, a sinister minister, and some <laughs> wine, and I'll be good to go. Beautiful. Yes. All right. And that brings us to our main event. We're here to discuss the Cozy Mystery series. They're called the Gladdy Gold series, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Gladdy Gold or Gladys Gold is the protagonist of the series. All the titles start with Getting Old. Getting old is murder. Getting old is criminal. So I, I I don't know whether I should refer to them as the Getting Old series or the I think I think they're I like officially the Gold. I think they're officially the Gladdy Gold. Getting series. old series sounds kind. Of <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's getting Step old. Step one and getting old. But these books do not get old because I I think mm-hmm. they're incredibly enjoyable. Um, they are written by a writer named Rita Lakin, mm-hmm. who was one of the first female television writers in the industry. She worked on TV shows such as Peyton Place, Mod Squad, Dynasty. She created TV shows like The Rookies. Aside from being a celebrated and accomplished television and screenwriter, she also writes novels. And so one of her novel series are these cozy mysteries, the, the Gladdy Gold series. She has other books she's written as well. And a book that I really need to read um, from her is her autobiography, where she talks about her experiences being... The, one of the first female writers in in Hollywood. Obviously, I mean, there there have been female screenwriters. Like I, I remember hearing somewhere that actually, really, the first screenwriters in Hollywood history ever were women. Mm-hmm. They did not get recognized for that, but they were the pioneers in in basically saying like, "Hey, maybe let's uh, think about what we want to make instead of just pointing the camera at actors and figuring out as we go. Let's actually make a plan." But she, you know, her she was a widow. She had kids to take care of, and she went went to Universal and got a job as a secretary there. And you know, I was listening to an interview from her, and she was talking about how, like, on her first day, it was like showed to the cabin that she was going to work with, the cottage that she was going to work in, and it was like next to Cary Grant, and yeah. someone's you know calling over there that oh, Doris Day's costumes are ready. <laughs> like, and and that sounds so magical. And, that, and that's where she's coming from. I really need to read her autobiography, which is... Well, the movie needs to be made about her life. I know. It's called The Only Woman in the Room. So that's that's a 
to be read. The Gladi Gold cozy mystery center on a private investigator named Gladi Gold. She's living in a retirement community called Lanai Gardens. I always get the names confused. With her pals, Bella, Sophie, and Ida. And her sister, too, right? Oh, and her sister, Evie. That's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And they solve mysteries together. They're, they're, they're a crew. And the <laughs> first one centers around uh, solving mysteries in their own retirement community, Lanai Gardens, when their friends start to get murdered yep. or die suspiciously. And then Gladys Gladdy, is a smart cookie, and she starts to figure out there's something up with that. Other books in the series have them going into different locations. Sometimes it also takes... Cruises. Pl- cruises, right. Or they visit neighboring um, retirement communities and investigate goings on there as well. This is a series that I stumbled on. There are those moments where a, a book is just calling to you. Like it's, it's like a siren song. And I noticed Getting Old is Criminal. That was the first one I bought. The cover is so poppy and colorful. I was just fascinated by this mashup between the Golden Girls and Murder, She Wrote. It's well, like you put those two things together and you have a Gladdy Gold mystery. And the it's, title catches you too. I mean, there's nothing old else is, like it. I mean, it's a good title. Yeah, and, and also you recognize how little representation there is for older women. Exactly. Obviously, Jessica Fletcher is a huge presence on TV and then later there were novels to go along with it. But you don't see that many cozies centered around women who are in their 70s and 80s. And, and our protagonists here are in their 70s and 80s. Well, who are people, too? Because I think older people just get drawn yeah. as, you know, stereotypes. And these are very complex characters. Yeah, they have desires. They have, you know, a lot of independence. Mm-hmm. Things that I think older characters don't necessarily um, have. And, like, yeah, they're just not rep- represented. So it's just a nice change of pace to move away from the, what, you know, 30, 40-something-year-old uh, female protagonist. Right. So that was nice. And these books are genuinely funny. Yes. I actually laughed. Mm-hmm. They're so sharp. The, the dialogue is witty. And you really can tell her background in television writing just by how crisp the dialogue is and how much the plot moves forward. There's so much momentum in the book. And the pacing is, to me, perfect. You have that perfect balance of cozy, cozy scenes of the friends just hanging out, doing their errands, chatting with their friends, joking with each other, balanced with the crime element and the, the detecting. And she also does this thing where she flips perspectives between the protagonists who are solving the crimes, and then there are these chapters that stand alone, which are the murderer victims, they're written from the perspective of the victims and what, what they're experiencing when they actually get murdered. Which is really interesting. I, I had to say I was genuinely creeped out because it opens with the first murder in yeah. this book. And so I have to say, uh, I won't you know give anything away, but it, the way the murder was done was very creative mm-hmm. and the dialogue, it was actually creepy. Yeah. I found it to be pretty creepy. Um, and I think one of the main things that I really loved about this book was the camaraderie. Right. And so it's just so nice to see um, Gladdy and her friends and sister and all the other characters at the retirement community just interacting with one another and having those funny conversations. You really got to imagine what this retirement community was like. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to see like a gang of people working together because a lot of the cozy mysteries that we have read are very singular. Right. And it's just this lone 
you know, well, if they had their family and whatnot, and they're minor characters, but it felt like Gladdy wasn't the only main character. Mm-hmm. There were there are other people that you could cling to, and right. that was nice. The the whole cast is very entertaining. It's just fun to spend time with them. The fun is also counterbalanced between some really, yes, sinister moments that are really effective and also reflections on getting older, yes, which are really insightful and not at all a joke. And I really liked the, the, those chapters. There's a moment where Gladys starts to have a love interest with somebody else who lives on the property. You know, her husband had died a while ago, and she's not sure if she wants to get back into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And there is a frank two pages about the pros and cons of starting a relationship that late in life that felt so refreshingly honest. The people in this novel, it really reminded me of actually just spending time with my grandma. Yeah. In a real way. Like, these are things that my grandma would do. She would go to a movie matinee, right? She would go to those types of restaurants. She would you know, have these kinds of relationships with her best girlfriends, right? And there was something just so real about the way they interacted, the things that they did. Well, talking about sex, too, that was very yeah. real, too. She was nervous mm-hmm. about entering a sexual relationship with her love interest after being widowed for that long. I think that's very real, too, you know? And also not trying to make a comedy out of an older person's sex life. Right. You know, it's like... It, just the sex like of like anyone else has. And mm-hmm. uh, that was nice to see. And I also thought it was interesting how each of her friends had a different reason, maybe for why they were single. Like one of, one of their husbands left them, you know, one, one was widowed and one person got out of a bad marriage. I think it was Evie, I believe. Mm-hmm. So everyone had a different, you know, reason for way why they were singles and just all their, you know, lonely widows, you know, all sad. Some of them left their relationships willingly. And are really happy being single. There's yeah. a lot of frank discussions about how, look, like, there's so, there so much freedom to being an older person and being by yourself that if you do enter into a relationship later in life, now you are having to make space for that family, right? Those people always around. You know, she kind of makes a joke, I can't be eating out of the refrigerator at midnight by myself, yeah. right? I have to... When I clean, it also has to be for another person, mm-hmm. right? If I'm, I, I'm not just maintaining my own apartment. Now I have to like consider how we both are going to occupy this space together after years of getting used to living alone. And those are really true things. And I, the writing is just very like candid and refreshing. Oh yeah, but yeah, more so than anything, a lot of cozies try to be funny, but few are actually funny the way that these books are funny. And so you have, I mean, you have High the Jokester that mm-hmm. makes a lot of like really corny, bad jokes, like but the book jokes. knows that they're corny and yeah. bad. And sometimes you hear those corny, bad jokes from old, from like older people and they do tickle you. And it's the same sort of situation here. Yeah. And, and also just when I would sit down to read these books, it was like a really cozy breath of fresh air. I felt like it was totally an escape from reality in the, in the best way possible. Well, it's like we've talked about before with other cozies that, um, the scene, the sorry, the setting was so creative. It's something that you don't necessarily think of immediately, a retirement community having so much fodder for a cozy mystery. But when you think about it, it's actually the perfect place to host a cozy mystery. You know, mm-hmm. you have, because there are some elements of, you know, I guess the stereotypical grandma character, which is cozy, like older women, not, they got their cell phones and they're like, how do we do text messages? And I find that endearing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's just so many different characters, very colorful characters. 
you know, just also the element of doubt, like the people who hire them, oh, can this, this crew of older ladies, you know, do it. So they're beating the odds and that's cute too. Yeah. You see people consistently underestimate. Yeah. Them. And that's nice to see them, to see them win and right. prove, yeah, prove that they're you know, smart cookies. I say it like that. So there's just so much to work with. And I think she took a really, did a really good job of taking advantage of all the elements you know, that are there, I guess, in a retirement community in Fort Lauderdale. I also like that there are clues in the mysteries that allow the reader to play along. Obviously, any cozy writer or any mystery writer will put in red herrings. And so she sprinkles those in with some authentic clues. Mm -hmm. And the reader does actually have a shot of solving the mystery with Gladdy. And I think what's really savvy about these books is, and this was true of the first one, it's been a while since I read the one that you read. Because I, re- I read Getting Old as Murder, Jillian read Getting Old as Criminal. Oh, yeah. In the first novel, the murderer is sort of revealed in one of those interstitial chapters before even Gladdy realizes who it is. Mm-hmm. Because the author knows that if the reader is paying attention, this has to be the time for the reveal because she's given you all the clues and you should have probably figured it out by now. To me, that was like it's respectful of the reader. It's honestly, I, I'm thinking back to television because it's just good television. It's like you build up suspense because now that you know who it is, there's some danger involved with does, will Gladdy figure it out before, you know, there, there's that kind of um, dramatic irony happening where it's mm-hmm. like we know something that the, the protagonist may or may not know. She's, she's, she's getting really close. Will she put that final piece in to complete the puzzle in time that, you know, a murder can be stopped? It makes for like a truly funny and suspenseful cozy mystery. How how did you what did you think about the co- the cozy mystery aspect, the mystery aspect of your novel? Um, you know, I think for me, I was a little bit thrown off at first with the reveal because in mm-hmm. my book, it, you don't get the name of the killer, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much spelled out for you. Yeah. So there really wasn't a lot of mystery, but it was more suspenseful. Will she figure it out in time? Because this, um, the book that I read, there actually was a real true element of danger to someone that she cared about. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Will she nab this person in, in time? So that, this is, it was suspenseful in that. I'm not sure where I stand on um, whether I like knowing the murderer before mm-hmm. the protagonist. I'm not, you know, but that, I guess the other side of that is I hate when there's a billion red herrings. And I think Cozy Mysteries overdo it in mm-hmm. that area, like trying to throw you off the trail a bunch of times. Just right. throw me off a few times. Yeah. I don't need to constantly <laughs> be, quote unquote, duped. So um, it, it, I guess it takes away that yeah. aspect of it, which I find refreshing. But I, I loved every single you know second. It was just a fun read mm-hmm. and exceptionally cozy. I actually enjoyed the characters and the protagonist because there are sometimes cozy mysteries. I just feel frustrated with the protagonist. I never was like, Oh, this she's so negative. Yeah. So many cozy protagonists are very judgmental Yes, and not that pleasant to be around or spend time with, which is funny that like in a, in a, a genre where you really want to invite your reader in to spend some serious time with you because these are meant to be series that you come back to repeatedly that so many authors do choose to make, their protagonist kind of prickly mm-hmm. and mean in certain ways. And I guess that's real. And, and it, can, it can be used for comedic effect, and it often is. But it can also be very off-putting for the reader. And it's like, 
I'm not on your side. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not on that protagonist's side. I think you're being mean. Yeah, <laughs> so, they are so mean so often, especially yeah. to those New Yorkers. Right, exactly. Those, those, East fil- those filthy city people. Yeah. How dare they, you know, break into our idyllic mean. country town? <laughs> Whereas these characters are really like, it's like visiting your grandma's. Like they're just fun to be around. It's, they're fun to t- spend time with. You, I, I want to read all the other books. You root for them. You root for them. They are genuinely good people um, who are witty and smart and complex and they have an edge too. They're not all like, you know, grandmas like throwing doilies over, all over the place. Like they have like complex lives. And and yeah, so I I, I really do highly recommend the series. I, I feel very fortunate that I stumbled upon it at a used bookstore. Yeah. To my knowledge, there are seven um, entries in the series. She started writing them in 2005 or excuse me, they were first published in 2005. The last one, the seventh, was published in 2011. So I, I haven't read the the entire series, and I haven't gotten to the end. So I don't know if that was sort of, if there was a bow tied on that, mm. and we saw the end to Glady Gold and her adventures, or if we still might have another entry. Well, we don't know. It's interesting because in this particular series, she might have to make some hard choices in mm-hmm. the sense where well then in all likelihood one of the main members might pass away and Jillian's got to make it dark I, I mean <laughs> I, just thinking about it because there are some challenges with character development I assume with you know older characters who do yeah. have ailments because they did discuss their physical ailments right so I would I'm just curious as to how she tied tied that up or if you know there's just so many different things to consider with older characters because Lucy Stone, she can go yodeling on. Yodeling? <laughs> yodeling on in Walmart. Yeah, for a Will long that time. that still be fresh by the time we hear this? Probably not. I mean, yeah, I didn't... She I has no idea what I'm even talking think, about. No, I, I've seen some stuff. I just... I've seen a yodeling kid in Walmart <laughs> in my day. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend this series. I, If you are looking for Murder, She Wrote meets Golden Girls and... Truly cozy reads. Check out the Glady Gold cozies. Yeah, highly recommend. By Rita Lakin. It's a, it's a rave. <laughs> rave. I would love to hear what other people think about it too, of our listeners and what they liked about it in particular. Yeah. If they have read it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you haven't, check it out. Mm-hmm. All right. That brings us to our segment, Celebrities That Calm Us. Gets me every time. Who will we discuss today on Celebrities That Calm Us? Jillian. No. <laughs> I have to put you on the spot because I don't... I, okay, look. This week I'm not that inspired. I have, an, I have someone in mind. I'm not even sure if I've said her before. But um, I'll go. I'll give you... I'll, I'll spare you. I'll give you some, some think time. <laughs> My celebrity that's calling me this week is A.D. Bryant. Have I said her before? I don't believe Has she been so. said on the, on the podcast? If you're not familiar, A.D. Bryant is a comedian um, who performs on Saturday Night Live. She's an actress and of the of I, I want to say the stage and screen, but I'm pretty sure just the screen. Uh, she has roots in the improv scene in Chicago, and she is just wonderfully funny and just reliably enjoyable. I feel like her standout sketches on SNL are Girl Talk, mm-hmm. where with Cecily Strong, where they're you know she's trying to get in with the popular girl. And then she always invites Cecily strong is like cooler than her. And she always invites another friend over that like 80 Brian has to kind of like 
wedge between to like get attention. And I thought of her because I most recently saw I Feel Pretty, which is the new Amy Schumer movie. Ah, oh, yes. New as of this recording, old as of the time you're hearing it. And it's probably out of theaters because I don't, I don't know if it did that well. But I don't. the A.D. Bryant plays one of Amy Schumer's friends in it. And she's just funny. She's just like whenever she's in, she, she steals the scene, not because of this, uh, not because of the, um, you know, the Kate McKinnon style of chewing scenery that gets your attention. But, but truly the actual like I'm embodying a character and being funny school and she's very comedy. down to earth yeah she's seems. very not, down to I earth. like i know of her yeah she's very down to earth we're yeah. best friends yeah <laughs> but she that, that's i think what makes her cozy is she has that vibe she has that vibe of like oh i know i know this this person like they seem like genuinely a kind cool grounded. person yeah. and grounded and you know you would want to spend time with them and and genuinely she is like an inc- hilarious comedian and and in a really natural way I, I love her line delivery she has a really unique way of saying things um, that has become infectious, and I feel like I, you know, when I'm being a goofball at home alone, a I'll, off, I'll home. often, kind of, I think, I think, say things the way she says them in certain sketches. So she's she's an icon and a role model, and I love Eddie Bryant. She's my celebrity that calls me this week. That's nice. I'm just getting a chuckle imagining you being what in, what entails you being goofy at home. You don't want to know. Okay, well, <laughs> um, so I don't know if I said this person before, and it's I don't, I'm going to be honest as well. I don't feel particularly passionate about this person. I, need, I think we need to expand our reach into... Fictional characters. Fictional characters. I'm cool with that because I think in, this, in these garbage days, I feel like fictional characters might be the, the last stand for upstanding people yeah. in the world. Um, and so I guess I'll go with the real person this time. Hopefully I didn't repeat it. My apologies if I, I did. Um, Tom Hanks. I, have we done Tom Hanks before? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know. You know what? He's so cozy. He deserves to be done twice. Well, I like... Even, even, I, I, think, I think we haven't. Okay. I'm hoping we didn't. We really need to start that database so that we can figure out who we've said. Because I'm sure it's so interesting to listeners to, you know, listen to us go, did we do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're a professional outfit. Um, but I, he just is one of those actors who's always very steady. I, when I, I always say it a, a billion times where I describe my, um, makes it probably seem like I'm on a wild roller coaster of life and I need some predictability, which is not the case, but you know, I, it always does a good job. I saw him last time in the, the post, but I believe it was. I was, I, I was so certain you were going to say, I saw him at Trader Joe's. I, I really felt like you were yeah. to say, like, I saw him actually in my day-to-day life. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I also like his little yes. thing where he does, he finds middens or gloves and he treats about it. So like, oh, found this midden, this uh, lost glove. I didn't, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm not in on the Tom Hanks social media scene. So tell me about it. He finds mittens. Yeah. And he just, oh, found this at, you know, 34th street and blah, blah, whatever. That's cute. Yeah. It, it's zany. Really, it's, it, I like a good zany celebrity. I, and I also love the word zany. It's one of my fa- most favorite words. Um, perhaps I'm a little zany myself. You think? Like a little zany. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I like his You, th- you think Sinister Minister Watcher <laughs> might be a little zany? Yeah. But yeah, he's just a, seems like a, a nice man. I don't know. He could be a monster. Who knows? But he seems I don't think nice. so. I mean, based on, listen, anyone who's good friends with Bonnie Hunt can't be a monster. He seems very professional, which I like too. I like professional. Have I done actors. Bonnie Hunt? I think you might have. Or no, you're contemplating doing her, but you 
went another way. Okay. So she can be Again, on the roster. I need, I need to figure that. Because Bonnie Hunt. Oh, yes. She deserves a shout Last out. time I saw her. Don't get me started on Bonnie Hunt. Cheaper by a dozen, did she start? Cheaper by the dozen. Which I love. Of course, that Steve Martin connection is super know, important for I know. Of course, Jillian. I have to love it. You know, Jerry Maguire. I love him. Cars. <laughs> we'll, we'll, not cars. Speak of, we'll not speak of cars. She's a voice in cars. That's not, that's not the Bonnie Hunt that we, that we deserve. The Bonnie Hunt that we deserve is from, you know, the Bonnie Hunt show. Yes. She did a talk show. Oh yeah, that's, the, bo- that's the Bonnie Hunt. That was I, the golden age. I choose to remember, but I'm not using her this week. So in case I, if I already have that, I won't. But I already did it. But an, enough about Bonnie Hunt. I want her to to have her own, you know, yeah. chance to shine. Yeah, but Tom Hanks, and the, that also makes me think of his son, who has a, um, a he's trying to pursue a rap career, which always makes me oh, laugh. Chet I, Hayes. Yeah, I thought I was telling my mom, I was like, oh yeah, he has a he has a, a rapper son named um, Hanks or Spanks or something. I thought I, it was Chet. Yeah, and I, in my, because I'm a mis- Spankings. Mess- no, <laughs> I messed it up because he signs his tweets or social media stuff, Tom Hanks, as always like, Hanks, maybe, maybe he does it H-A-N-X, maybe making this up, but it always makes me laugh, but I confused it with his, I thought his son, that was his rapper name, like. With Spanks. Hanks. <laughs> with an X. But I'm probably making that up. I think he just, like you said, goes by I, I really hope there's a rapper out there that goes by Spanx. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, I like how he's, I, he's very playful. I like that too about Tom Hanks. He's, he plays on his, he plays, <laughs> he's very playful. He's a silly guy. I have like silly guys too. Yeah. Who doesn't like a silly guy? Silly zany guy. We, you know, that our celebrities that call us this week are very silly and zany. A.D. Bryant and Tom Hanks. Yep. I'm sure they've been in a sketch together. I Pro- probably, probably it. David Pumpkins. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Any questions? Yeah, I forgot about he did that. Okay. Uh, I don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, moving on to the candle. Which, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Jillian's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> cutting us off there. Uh, sure, Jillian, let's dive right into the candle. It's very nice. I like it all. I love that. You should do that more often. You, sh- you, should, you should transition more often. I'm always doing the segues. I think I'm a little too harsh with my segues. I'm, I'm like, because comforting. No, I don't think you're too harsh. I just think it wasn't expected. Well. But Here I think if you did it more, okay. I wouldn't be so shocked. Well, anyways. I, 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 want, I want you to be empowered to make segues. I like your segues, but I maybe like segues. I'll pop in. Like from a key, on well, a let's do it. Well, bring us in, Jillian. What are we doing next? We are reviewing this candle, which I don't know the name of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, to look. Uh, was it Mark? Okay, this isn't fair <laughs> because I bought this candle. I have okay. the backstory. Um, it is called Mark. <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. Which is a very cozy for name, but... Okay, well, you know, our listener's name, Mark, will beg to differ. This Mark candle is from Spellbound Sky. When I was purchasing it from the the people there, I was informed that, again, we're under a Scorpio moon tonight, that it is not only a scented candle, but also is good for ritual burning. And that we can set our intention to this candle, and it has purifying properties. So um, this candle, it's, it's actually, it's a really pretty case in color. Yeah. It's all white. They have another black candle that has a more of a leathery scent. I think it's called Martin, but I could be wrong. We're burning Mark. And <laughs> the box has a little sort of poem on it, and then it tells you what you're, what you're smelling. So the poem reads, Purified, renewed, I see the light with gratitude and love, making it right. And the notes for the candle are white clove bud, saffron, wood smoke, Egyptian amber, and night blooming jasmine, which is so beautiful. I just love how night blooming jasmine and Egyptian amber sounds. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm already enticed. I'm already in. 
initially when I smelled the candle in the store, I was a little concerned that it would smell too vanilla-y. Or floral? Not really floral because I wasn't getting that note in the store. Mm-hmm. But it smelled more like more vanilla unlit. But I was very pleasantly surprised when burning, you get more of the complexity of the scent. Yeah. And I think you get that little bit of woodiness. There's like a leathery scent to this candle. It's very um, light. That's what I really love about light. it. It's really it's, light. It's sort of cologne And yeah. again, I think that we, we enjoy more of that. a cologne scent than a perfume scent. Yeah, it has like a spiciness to it that's enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. The whole time we were burning it or recording, I... I was very attracted to it. It's one of my favorite ones that we've done, actually. Yeah. It, you know, I was trying to think about what it smelled like, and I think it kind of smells like that expensive candle that Alonzo Duraldi brought. Oh, that could, yeah, that could be it. That was the most luxurious, beautiful. It has that richness to gorgeous it. Gorgeous candle. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, that one had a more of a spicy, Christmassy flavor, but this one is a little bit more, very more light. of a fresh very and light, light thing going on, and I'm really digging it. I I was nervous. I I spent more on it than I would typically spend in a candle. It was twenty four dollars, mm. and that was you know that's that's more. Than, I have a budget, you know. Typically, I like my candles to be fifteen or below. You but know, money well target spent. range. But this is really light. This is nice. Yeah. And actually, it's it's a good burn too. It is not. It it said on the box you get like sixty hours off of it, and even just in the practice of burning it, I've been burning for the past two days, and it looks like I've like barely made a dent in it even though it's been burning already for like, I think maybe five or six hours. You know, that's another thing. I've burned candles, especially soy ones, where it seems like it liquefies so fast and just like in in the blink of an eye, you've like burned through your entire candle. And it's like, I paid enough money for this that it should last a month. (laughs) Well, you know, this seems like it'll last a while and it's just a very beautiful design. So nicely made candle. Great sense. Soft light, really pretty, great smell. If you're ever in LA, stop by and pick up a, one of these marker Martin candles. Um, they both have a different um, vibe going on. I don't know if they're, they, they, they do sell stuff on their website, but when I checked out the website, I could not find these candles. Maybe they'll add them at a later date or if they're, I don't know if they're a newer product. They have ritual burning candles, which are not really all about the scent so much as they're about the purpose of, you know, the way that they're charged. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought, you know, while we have an, a charged candle being burned that actually has some ritual use, we may as well set our intention and and try to under the Scorpio moon do something with this candle. And my intention is that I love Rita Lakin's cozy mysteries, and I hope that we have a chance to interview her. That'd be really so, lovely. Rita. If you're listening, um, I hope that we have a chance to talk to you. I know about your your writing career and these really special cozy mysteries. That's that's my intention. I hope I'm sending them out into the universe. Mm-hmm. Through this candle. Jillian, what do you, what's the spell you want to cast right now? Oh, God. <laughs> well, I, it sounds silly, but I, my intention is honestly to be more intentful. I need to set m- more, because uh, I, I think, Matt, you're very good at, you know, me setting goals and, or just being organized in that way. And I think my, I'm going to try and do, hopefully it gives me the energy to mm-hmm. stay strong to this. I'm going to do three little goals I want to complete every day and cross it off at the end of the night. And I'm hoping the Scorpio moon gives me the energy to do that because I'm so scatterbrained and I just need to be ha- focus my energy in one direction. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the map. I need to get to one little state. If you ever doubted that this podcast is recorded in Los Angeles, you, now there's no question. Because yeah. <laughs> I was we are, my we are setting intentions to a charged candle under the Scorpio moon. So we are, we are 
fully LA cliches in this moment, but I, I, I really do like this kind of stuff. I think it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And I think there needs to be also be more understanding of what's an in intention is. Yeah. Um, because that seems like it's very different. Like some people view it as almost like a wish. Yeah. Other people, I do. other people, <laughs> other people view it as, um, you know, what, almost like a goal you want to achieve, which I guess can be kind of similar to a wish. Yeah. Um, but I think the Scorpio energy will be nice and intense and will give us that boost we need. Yeah. I think that this candle's for purification. So, you know, consider our pod podcast purified. We're yeah. purified and we are starting, I guess the summer. Mm -hmm. I also want to be way. more um, appreciative of our, our listeners, I think me. I want to give a shout out. Oh yeah, okay. So actually, while while you're getting um your notes ready, that's that's a you know what a great this is this is a this candle is about gratitude. So what a great segue. Look at you, you're you're, you're improving your segue skills. I also want to shout out a five star review that was written by um, Pilar Duraldi, who hmm. is the niece of Alonzo. And I was so honestly almost like starstruck when I saw her review. So thank you for Pilar for leaving that review. That was very kind of you. And because you're a segment on, on Linoleum Knife and, you know, you're always in the background and you came on. And so it was like, it was like, oh, wow, this person from one of my favorite podcasts is, is writing a review for us. And that was really special. So thank you for taking the time out to do that. And if you are listening and you haven't, you know, stopped by iTunes and, and rated us and reviewed us. We really do appreciate those positive reviews. They, they, they give us as much energy as the Scorpio moon. Yeah. And it's just really great to hear from you and it does um, help other people find us. And it's great to have that positivity in your lives. And so, so thank you Pilar for your five star review and thank you to everyone who's, who's taken the time to, to leave feedback and um, please do so if you have, you know, a cozy moment in your day and you can hop on to iTunes and leave a review, uh, you know, we, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And thank you so much. You always, everyone who comments on social media. Uh, I, I don't know if it's, I don't, cause I don't want to take away his privacy, but I think it's fine if it's a public comment. Thank you to, uh, Minty Jazz for mm -hmm. commenting on our recent episode. Mm -hmm. Library is my second home and always everywhere. Thank you so much for leaving such nice comments on our last episode. Um, it's always nice to hear, people going out and picking up a book that we talked about. I think that's really neat. And while we're shouting out comments on social media, also thank you to Matt F, Matthew F, for um, the kind words about our episode about the Clea Coyle mysteries. I think it's so awesome that everyone's been, everyone's really excited about these Clea Coyle yeah. Coffeehouse mysteries after we talked about it on the podcast. At Clea Coyle, if you are listening, we have sent quite a few new readers your way. You know, I'm sure the check is in the mail. And <laughs> <laughs> um, if you need our address, yeah. you know, we can provide it to you. But no, but but but, uh, but genuinely, um, it's so great to hear from you and, and hear when people are digging the cozies that we're talking about in the podcast. And we had someone recommend a few books. Oh, yeah. And then Stephanie in the podcast group recommended James Harriet novels and uh, Mark Doty books. And I think. The James Harriet stuff like really got me excited because I was I Stephanie, you unlocked memories of me totally becoming obsessed with all of James Harriet's animal stories because he's a veterinarian in England and um, wrote um, a whole slew of of novels and short stories. 
about his experience as being a country veterinarian, right? Who would like work on all the animals in these um, rural parts of town, all their horses and cows and dogs and cats. And it's and all the, and the beautiful bonds that people form with animals. And they really are so calming and cozy. They're really special books. And, that is definitely going to be a book that we read on this yeah. podcast. So, so thank you so much for the tip. Um, you're basically become our professional <laughs> book recommender on the podcast. Uh, and then uh, Norma G. If we made any money, <laughs> we'd send you some. <laughs> uh, Norma G on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, oh, yeah. Norma G. Uh, really great to hear from her. Yes. Great to hear. She recommended Budget Bites mm-hmm. for my new making meals at home uh, attempts. So I'll have to, yeah, I've been looking into that. And she's always so sweet on Twitter, always recommending things and being really nice. So yeah, we love you guys. It's, it's, it's really yeah. great hearing from you and seeing you guys be active in the group and, and please do join us in the Facebook group. I know, it's it's growing. I need to be more active. That's another, that's another intent. And, and, and well, and, and we want everyone else to be active too. That's like, true. you know, it's not just a place for us to hear from you, like talk to each other and, and post what's making you feel cozy and we can share on there and yeah, it's a it's a it's a great resource. I think we've we've gotten a lot of cozy tips and advice from from our listeners. Yeah. So join our Facebook group. Um, follow us on Instagram at All Things Cozy. Um, Jillian and I are on Twitter. If you um, are on that hellscape, yeah, or want to see me uh, tweet nothing because <laughs> we, we, we are co- but... we are cozy oasis. We're, we're a cozy oasis on Twitter. I'm at Pivo Varchek. P e e v o v a r c h e c k. Jillian's at, I never know my name. you know, Jillian Walters, the no vowels, yes, I think in yes, Walters, yes. Mm-hmm. you know, in that hellscape, we are cozy, I think. So we don't tweet that often. I think that's partially also why we're cozy. Yeah. You know, we're not inundating you with 30 tweets a day. Truly can't understand people who do that. No offense to you if you do that. I just Roxanne don't. Gay. I just don't. Yeah. I, I, the idea that I would like want every thought just to be published for everyone to read is terrifying. But, yeah, you know, to that's... Each to each his own. Exactly, to each their own. But, uh, we uh, are not that. We are very calming follows. We don't tweet that often. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And as always... Stay cozy. Stay cozy. <laughs> <laughs>